In this week's episode of Mommy Through Life. Honestly, if I am, and this is all transparency, anyone who has followed me for some time know that I really value honesty. And so I did not think I could. There were very many moments that I became like, you know, suicidal, honestly, like hopeless. Like I didn't want to be here. I didn't see a purpose in being here. In a society where being a single mom is the norm, join Charmaine Grafton as she shares her experiences as a single mom and interviews other single moms who share their stories of resilience while creating a safe, no-judgment space for single moms to gain insight, perspective, and motivation to keep mommying through life. Welcome to the show. So welcome to Mommy and Through Life. Um, today we're going to be discussing um, divorce, dissertations, and building a community while going through all of this as a single mom. So I have with us today Dr. Nicole Williams, and um, I just want you to um, give us a little bit of, tell us a little bit about yourself, and I'm going to like get into the nitty gritty of how you were able to go through the divorce and build yourself up to this powerhouse that you are today. So tell us a little bit about who you are. Sure, sure. First off, thank you so much for having me. I am just so honored um, to be connected here and um, being able to share my story with, I'm sure, some amazing women that are listening. So um, much as uh, Charmaine mentioned, I'm a single mom, and I want to share a little bit about my journey that got me to where I am now as a coach. So um, I have kind of always had this desire to be able to help people. Um, I worked as a counselor for several years, and at the end of 2016, so right around 2016, um, December 2016 and January 2017, my marriage just started to fall apart. And um Around that same time, it seemed like everything was kind of hitting its head. You know, when one thing falls apart, you're like everything around it seems to fall apart as well. And so I got to a place in my life where I was just questioning a lot of things. I was questioning what that relationship looked like. I was questioning my role um, in career, um, my role as a parent, my role as who I was uh, as Dr. Nicolia without um, this marriage, without all these other titles. And so I went through a, a period of just deep self-discovery. I even remember flying to Miami by myself. My mom was like, you can't go to Miami by yourself. Like you're a single woman. Like what if somebody, I'm like, I just had, I needed this like free time to clear my mind. And I started to really dig deep about what matters, um, what matters in my life, what would I want to be known for? And I remember I started um, my personal development journey and I read a book and then I don't remember which book it was. I've read so many, but there was a um, statement in the book that said the richest place in the world is the graveyard. And how many people die with unfulfilled dreams. And so for me, I was like, oh my gosh, I vowed to myself in that moment, I couldn't be one of those people. So I dug deep and started to think of all the dreams that I had placed on the back burner. And one of the ones that I placed on the back burner at that time was smart writing. I was wanted to write a book. So from there, I, I decided to dig in and write my very first book. And I say, I always say God took a little small baby dream and blew it up. Um, I did. I wrote that book and all is history from there. I, I became um, an international bestseller with that book. I proceeded to write additional books. From there, people started asking for support around different things I was writing on. So I moved into the co coaching world, which was something I'd always dreamed of, but never quite knew the title that fit it. 
And um, here I am today. And now, uh, currently, I am a 10-time best-selling author. So I have 10 books. I have three planners and two journals. Um, both of my daughters actually have books. I have helped um, almost 100 women publish books. And then I also coach around a lot of things. I, I, I like to say that I'm a coach that helps women bridge the gap from where they are to where they want to be. And so I've helped women start online profitable courses. I've helped women write books. I've helped women start and grow brands. I have helped women overcome hurt. And um, I'm just continuing to learn because I know the more that I learn, the more I'm able to give back and bring back. So yeah, I'm just excited to be able to share those parts of my story uh, with you guys today. Wow. That was a lot. That was <laughs> was a lot, but in a good sense to just really give someone else the hope that I can do this too. No matter what I go through, I have control over my destiny. No circumstance, no situation can dictate that for me. I have to have it in my mind that this is something that I want to do. So um, we know all know that divorce is hard. So I want you to talk to us a little bit about your journey and your experience and how did you get through that time in your life? I know you mentioned like your personal development, but that moment when you knew that the marriage was over, what was it in you that said, I have to get through this? Honestly, if I, and this is all transparency. Anyone who has followed me for some time knows that I, I really value honesty. And so I did not think I could. There were very many moments that I became like, you know, suicidal, honestly, like hopeless. Like I didn't want to be here. I didn't see a purpose in being here. And the reasons that I kept pressing were my daughters. Um, I just kept thinking, like, they need me. I need to be here. And um, my pastor would always say, right foot, left foot. Like, we don't have to think so far in the future. We don't have to overwhelm ourselves with all of that. And so I would think, what is one thing that I can commit to today? How can I just get through today? I won't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough of its own problems. How can I get through today? And um, so I would do that day by day. And I like to say that each day, it, it didn't get easier by far. Um, but I became stronger. I became more resilient. And then when I dive deep into my personal development journey, that became my savings, my saving grace, you know, with my daughters, um, first and foremost. And then that piece of it being like, oh my goodness, like there is hope. I can develop more into who I, I have to be. And I know, you know, the God works all things out for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And the reason I memorized that verse is because that was my grounding verse, reminding myself that even in this moment, even though I don't understand what's happening, I know that it's working together for my good. Um, and it's so interesting because it has. I have been able, I, read, I wrote a book about divorce. Um, I have a course about divorce. I've, I've coached on divorce. I've done speaking engagements on divorce. But would I have been able to do any of that if I hadn't had my own experience? Um, so absolutely not. And so as I'm seeing it kind of come full circle, I, I stayed encouraged knowing that it would come full circle eventually. Wow, that is so amazing. And um, how are your children able to, transition because um from my understanding you 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 were married your your ex-husband is your children's dad right right yes how were they able to transition from being in a two-parent household to now it's just us and mommy yeah so um honestly that was probably the most difficult thing the only thing that was a little bit helpful was about a year before um, my marriage ended. My ex-husband had gotten an internship in a city that was like an hour and a half away. So Monday through Friday, he had already kind of moved to that city, relocated because it just wasn't convenient to do the driving back and forth. 
And so they had already somewhat gotten used to just being us. Um, and um, at the time, it was a great it was a great opportunity for him. He was working on us uh, on a different degree, an additional uh, degree. And so it worked out really well in the sense that they were already prepared for it. But still, you can never be prepared for it being final. You know, with, with when he left for that year, they more so, and he came home on weekends and things, but they more so were like, oh, he'll come, you know, he'll come back home and things will go back to the way it was. Um, I will say that my youngest daughter was pretty young. She was three, about to be four. So she did a lot better with it because he had already been gone for that year. And so from ages one to two, she didn't remember much of anything. My older daughter had a, a really, really difficult time. And I'll be honest, as a parent, one of the most difficult things is to support your children when you're grieving yourself. Mm-hmm. And so um, in all transparency, I got myself support, you know, through counseling. I got her support through counseling. And then we also joined a divorce support group at a local church just to be able to have that um, additional support in those safe spaces to be able to process our emotions. Because I wanted to be able to process my emotions so that when I came home, mommy could still handle and help her process her emotions. And I wanted her to be in a safe space to feel vulnerable enough and safe enough to express her, oh, I'm mad at my mom for doing this, or I'm mad at, you know, like whatever she needed to say about the situation, I wanted her to have that safe space to to be there. That is so beautiful. Um, Of course, I'm a divorced mom too. And I, it took me maybe about six months after my transition um, to that separation that, because it's a real place, like I was there too, where I didn't know how, I was going to make it in, although it wasn't like the perfect ideal situation, it's still a form of loss. And I didn't, I'm honest, I didn't consider my children at the beginning of that whole transition. And it was about six months into it that I said, you know what, some, they need to release this too. So I went to therapy as well, but I let them do separate therapy. And then maybe a couple of times a month, maybe once a month, we came together and did it as a family. So, yeah, I I definitely understand. And my children were um, a lot older. So I've been married twice. I've gone through (laughs) two divorces. So, Uh, but with my second husband, the they are children together they were so small so they don't remember like you so i can i can definitely relate to your younger daughter being you know it's kind of cool for her like my children they don't have that memory of dad being in the house so that's how we were able to kind of get through that i do still see like now as she's getting older she does have questions around um, like her friends when she, you know, would visit her friends and she's like, oh, wow, they have two parents in the house. Isn't that cool? Like, so it's bringing more awareness, but now I just create conversations around it. And honestly, um, as a counselor, I used to work on the other side. Like I worked with children and I worked with children that were, um, you know, affected by divorce and no parents think about the children because they're like, oh, well, they saw that we were arguing. They should see that we're not happy or it's okay. They still see their dad sometimes, you know, like, we don't think about it. The only reason I did was because I have been in that counseling world. So don't judge yourself for not initially thinking about it. For anyone listening, if you're like, wow, I never even thought about it, don't judge yourself because most parents don't. We don't realize the impact of it until, you know, years or months later. Yeah, yeah. So you touched on this a little bit um, that you're 10 times best selling author. What was the motivation to that? 
thing that, yes, I have to share my story. I have to get this out and impact the lives of other women, other people who are going through this. What was that moment like for you? So two things. My first book is actually a productivity book. And the motivation behind that one, which kind of propelled me into creating the additional was I had joined a small uh, single moms group at my church. And at the church at the time, I was in such a busy place in my life. I was working a full-time job. I was working a part-time job. I was raising two children. I was in grad school full-time. I was bound all the time. And I remember, like, I would have, like, friends come over, and I'm a little OCD, so my house would be, like, super organized or clean. And they would always ask me, like, do you have these secret times, like, time things in your schedule where you find the magic time to balance all this stuff? And I'd be like, no, I just have a really good system. And I'd walk them through my cleaning schedule. And I'd walk them through my budgeting schedule. And I'd do these things. And they were so astounded by it. So I'm like, oh, well, I should, like, write a list of these things for them. So originally, the idea began as, like, this ebook concept. That I'd make it an ebook, And then I'd give it to the women at my table. We had, like, a small table of um, five or six. Um, and I'd give it to them to help them. But the more, like, the further I dug into it, the more I started writing, the more I'm like, wow. I'm putting my blood, sweat, and tears figuratively into this thing. I might as well publish it. Like other people can probably be blessed by it. So that's what propelled me to do it because I'm like, man, there's probably single moms that are busy, that are balancing all the things and feel overwhelmed. How can I support them? So that was how I got started with that one. With my book um, regarding divorce, what it really took me a very long time to get there. That's actually my most recently published book. Um, I think that I needed to go through my healing journey first. So it wasn't written from a place of sympathy, but from a place of me wanting to provide support, if that makes sense. I didn't want people to feel sorry for me or anything like that. I wanted it to be genuine. Like I want to support other people that are in that journey. So it took me a moment, but um, I had um, I had done like a lesson for a lady in Africa. It was a, it was a virtual training and she used it at her local church for a divorce support group. And when the women were giving me the feedback and the responses, I knew like immediately, it lit my soul on fire. Like, okay, I got to go bigger with this. Like I need to start sharing this. And so that's what inspired me to actually take it a step further. And it's not, um, that book is called Survive Your Split. It's not a story of my particular divorce. It's more of how can you survive your split? Um, and I speak different parts of my divorce, but it's not, it's not the premise of it. It's not my story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. And, um, back to your first book, I do have your first book and it has really like blessed my life and how I had, it was the jump start for me to go back to school and work full time and start my business and do my mommy extra um, curricular activities and my chores and my finance. Like it is a really good book on productivity. Um, So yes, um, if you haven't already, like I'm sure she will be giving us the information to how to reach her, but that book definitely helped me because I am one of those people in my circle who can balance it all because that was one of my foundations having that book. Thank you so much. That's so sweet. Yeah, I've been following you for some time. We started out in Clutter Free Society together. I remember that. (laughs) Yes. Um, and um, so um, you touched on this. So what are you doing today um, to motivate and inspire women in the community that you're building? How are you maintaining and helping other women today? So it's really cool. I always used to say I would never study this stuff, um, but I'm studying mindset because I realized 
the 90% of success is mindset, is what you believe. What you believe about what you can achieve is going to determine it. And we focus so much on um, action steps, strategies, systems, and support. And that stuff is amazing. But if you don't pair it with your mindset being in a healthy place, you won't be able to succeed. So I have recently become certified in neurolinguistic programming and really understanding how your mind operates and how to um, shift your mind to align with the success that you desire. So the way in which I'm supporting people is I'm helping women that have those big, audacious, exciting goals that really expand their thinking, expand their life, um, and expand their success. But they get in their own way. Life gets in their own way. Those mindset blocks, those physical blocks, those physical barriers, those obstacles. Um, I'm helping them be able to bridge the gap from where they want to be, from where they are to where they want to be through strategic mindset. And I talk about like really how to shift your mindset. But I do form that with support. I do form that with goal setting strategies, with productivity hacks and all of that. But a big piece of it is learning how to use your mindset. So uh, recently, unfortunately, I had a, a client of mine who lost her fiance suddenly in a, in a car accident. And needless to say, she was absolutely devastated. And she had a very successful business but life hit. And so, um, and this had happened a couple of years before that, but her mindset was replaying this over and over and over again. And we used a lot of strategic strategies to shift her thoughts and our mindset about what she thought that that situation meant about her, what she thought that this meant about her future. Um, and last month, I think she, I think she hit like 20 K in her business for the first time in six months, because she was no longer being consumed. And now that's not to say she's not still grieving or not still dealing with emotions, but now she's able to manage those emotions effectively and still be able to show up the way that she, she needs to, because she has two children that are, you know, depending on her. Um, and so I've been able, and I've been able to help women that have been sitting on book ideas for years that didn't know how to do it because I'm weaving in. Not only am I teaching my hacks and my strategies that I use to do it, I'm teaching you the mindset things to align and embody the fact that you already are called to do what you desire. My, one of my favorite quotes, and I'm not sure if I made it up, if I read it somewhere, but I always tell my clients this, what is desired by you is destined for you. We don't have desires by accident. They're there because it's a preview to what's available in the future if we're willing to commit to it. And so that's what I like to say is I like to lock arms with my clients and help them to be able to commit and show up for what they desire so they can you know, bring that to fruition. That is so beautiful. And I definitely agree with you. Like everything starts with mindset. Every single thing starts with mindset. I was having a conversation um, in another um, single mom's conversation. And we tell ourselves a lot of these things based on how we grew up, different things we've gone through. And when you have those mindsets, it's very hard to get out of that that's why you have to connect with people like you who can help you navigate through switching, turning the switch on that mindset yes. so that you can have the desire. Say that quote for me one more time. I love that. What is desired by you is destined for you. Mm. I hope yes. y'all caught that because that, <laughs> that was, that's, that is so powerful. That is so powerful. Let's switch gears a little bit because you are like, you are definitely one of the badass moms that I'm connected to. <laughs> uh, let me tell you. So like a couple of, maybe like um the end of last year, end of 2020, I've, I'm following you on YouTube 
But I just so happened to go on your YouTube channel and I'm like, oh my gosh, she has so many videos from the last time that I checked on her. <laughs> Tell us about <laughs> your YouTube um, platform and all of these videos and different playlists, different um, series that you have going yes. on. Oh, I'm so excited for this question. You don't even know. So I set a goal in May. Um, it was a little bit after the pandemic started. I needed something to like channel all the things I was learning. I actually got a lot of certifications this year from um, a recommendation from my coach, Angel Richards. She kind of recommended some of these certifications. She thought they'd be a good fit for me. And um, they were amazing. So I learned about emotional freedom tapping. I actually learned about hypnotherapy. I learned about neurolinguistic programming. Um, human design, like I got all these certifications. And so there was all this information I had. And I am a, I do not like to keep things inside because I feel like if you learn something, it, you are you are called to be able to bless somebody with that information. So obviously these are things that I weave into my courses, my programs, my one-on-ones and the like. But I also wanted to offer an opportunity for people to kind of learn some of the, the strategies and skills I use. So back in May, I set a goal that I was going to publish a YouTube video every single day for the month of May. It was more of like a challenge to myself. Like, can I actually do it? And I kid you not, I did a video from May 1st all the way, and I have it loaded all the way to January 31st. So that is over eight months worth of content that I'm sharing. And it involves, I like to say it's like the Netflix of personal development, my YouTube channel. I have everything on there. I have goal setting. I have time strategies and productivity. I have habit hacks. I have mindset videos. I have business videos. Like how do you bring in your next client if you're wanting to start a business? How do you launch a business? I have um, course creation. Like how do you create a course? I have videos on how do you write a book? I have parenting videos. I have um, one of my most viewed videos is a day in the life of me. And I literally walk you through my day, like what I typically do for a day. I walk you through my morning routine, my evening routine, um, my girl's evening routine, like what I'm, how I'm spending my day. Um, and the reason that I wanted to do that is because I just think I, I'm very resourceful. I, I have my doctorate. I love studying. I'm a lifelong learner. And I think that Unfortunately, there's a lot of really valuable information online and there's a lot of really inaccurate information. And I wanted to create a safe space for people to get valid information that is actually so transformational. So that is the premise and the desire and the goal behind my entire YouTube channel creation. And I honestly haven't talked about it as much as I probably should because there's a lot of goodies over there. So um, if you are not already following me on YouTube, look up Dr. Nicolia Williams. And um, you'll find it. And I'm telling you, just binge watch for a day and you'll feel like a whole new person. <laughs> I went on the um, book writing series because I'm writing my second book. I was like, oh my gosh, this is some great. I was just so like, wow. Like, I because it's been a few months since I, well, maybe like a year or so since I really like checked you out. And then when I looked, I was like, I just don't remember it being this many. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, wow, yeah, she, yeah, if she can do it, I definitely can do it. I need to get myself, you know, and get some fire under my behind so that I can put the information that I'm on. Because just like you said, anything that you learn, the way for me, the way I know that I have learned it, I can um, 
I have ingested the information. I know the information. I have to teach it back to somebody. I have to be able to articulate it back to someone else. And I'm sitting on a lot of information that I just have not articulated to someone else. So in my mind, this is the mindset thing again. I don't really know it because I haven't talked about it. And the reason why I haven't talked about it is because I haven't taken the time to put some fire under my behind to talk about it. So neuro-linguistic programming, actually, that's one of the strategies they talked about. Like, how do you maintain information is actually to teach it. That's so true. Yep, 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 yep. So we're getting near the end of our um, interview. And I just want to ask you some questions. This is what I ask everybody on the show. So what are you reading these days? I am actually reading this book by Amanda Francis. And I don't remember what it's called. It's her only book. It's um, it's so you can look up Amanda Francis. It's about money and it has a cuss word in it. I just don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember the title, but it's it's dope. It's like um, it's all about money mindset. So it's not what we tra- traditionally think about money, where it's like save your money, pay up your debt. It's literally about shifting your beliefs about money because a lot of what we believe about money is rooted in our experiences in our childhood and the things that our parents instill in us, the things that society tell us. And when you shift your perspective about money, you open up your availability to receive it. So um, I cannot remember the name of it. You think I would, but I love this book. So, and I'm only, I'm maybe about 20 pages in. I just got it. Um, so definitely check it out. It's by Amanda Francis. Yeah, we'll definitely have that in the um, description of this episode. And last but not least, I want to always ask this question too. What advice do you have for other single moms that are mommying through life? Yeah. So first, um, I have two pieces of advice. The first thing is in the personal development world, there's a term called a gentle observer. And um, that, I mean, I love this term because I think a lot of times we can be our own worst enemy when we observe things that we should have, could have, would have done. Um, we beat ourselves up for it. But a gentle observer is somebody who observes from a place of grace, right? I'm giving myself grace that I made a poor choice. I'm giving myself grace that I could have done something different. And then I'm allowing myself to learn from it without beating myself up, without guilt tripping, without all those things. Um, so become a gentle observer of your experiences so that when you're learning from it, you're you're moving through more informed the next time. So I think of like when I think of that, I think of Thomas Edison, who um, made the light bulb and he failed, I think, a thousand times. And he said, I didn't fail. I just found a thousand ways that didn't work. But each time he failed, quote unquote, he started the next trial and invention more informed because he observed what he did wrong, learned from it and adjusted it. So that's kind of how we have to approach life. We have to give ourselves grace. We're human. We're going to make mistakes. And even I struggle with forgiving myself for past choices or mistakes. But the more I've become a gentle observer, the more I've been able to learn from them instead of becoming victim to them. And then the final thing is, uh, this is the piece of advice that I would want to give to to any and everybody, um, but do today what your future self will thank you for. I think a lot of times when we want a certain outcome, we want to wait until all of our T's are crossed and all of our I's are dotted to get there. And so I like to say, what is an action that you can take today that your future self will be grateful that you did? And if you commit to that every single day, you know that you'll progressively be growing and moving in the right direction. Love it. Absolutely love it. So tell all our listeners where they can find you and how they can get in contact with you if need be. Of course, of course. So I'm so excited um, to be able to share that and to be able to connect with you guys even further beyond this um, interview because it's been amazing. Um, So you can find me across the board. I am Nicole Williams on Facebook and Instagram. 
um, on Clubhouse, which is new. If you're new to Clubhouse, I am Dr. Anokoya on Clubhouse. You can find me there. And I've been hosting a lot of rooms lately and loving it so far. And then on YouTube, I mentioned earlier is Dr. Nicolia Williams. So, uh, and my website is NicoliaWilliams.com. So feel free to connect with me on whatever social platform that you use. And I'd love to, to connect further. Great. Thank you so much for joining us today. We will be back next week with another special guest. Stay tuned. Remember, each Sunday, a new episode drops at 11 a.m. And we will see you then. Take care. Please note this show may contain conversations about self-care, advice, empowerment, and mental health, and is by no means to be taken as professional advice from a trained provider. These are the experiences of Charmaine and her guests. If you or someone you know is in need of professional care, please visit your physician. Thank you for listening to Mommying Through Life. If you like what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, please connect with Charmaine on Instagram at Mommying Through Life and subscribe so that you get notified with new episodes. Thanks for joining. Until next week, Bote.